Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and our very special guest host, Chris Van Vliet, talk about Monday Night Raw, the return of Nia Jax, and before the big episode of NXT, Ilya Dragunov talks about his number one contenders match with Wesley right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Three hours of Monday Night Raw. Ending up with the uh, the irresistible force or the immovable object in Nia Jax. Yeah, it was, uh, first of all, I never heard her call that. So it was weird to hear like Michael Cole say, you know, what the hell? And we'll get into Nia Jax's return. I mean, I, I told you before the show, Bully, you know, I think you and I have to eat a little crow uh, this morning because, you know, our scenario of Zelina Vega getting an opportunity at the Raw Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley and the promise she made to her dad and being able to beat Rhea Ripley on 9-11, not a great story at all compared to what we saw in the main event last night. So do what, I, what the uh, fuck do we know, do, right? Do I detect a bit of sarcasm in your voice? I, are, are you saying... That myself and you need to take that crow, whack it in half. Yep. Share it. You take half, I take half, and we have to eat it, yes. feathers and all, because our idea of Zelina Vega winning the championship for her father, who passed away in 9-11, was not nearly as good of an idea as Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez with the big return of Nia Jax. Uh, and pleasing to everybody who's a fan of the WWE. So, yes, we got to split that crow. we got to eat it. And also got to eat a little crow because people were saying, why would you have Rhea Ripley lose to Zelina Vega? Because they're building her up like this monster champion, this unbeatable champion. I, I don't know. Uh, Bully, are is the nation watching the same show I'm watching? Because it seems like Rhea wins every week with outside interference. I don't know how that be that builds you up as a monster, unbeatable champion when you need help every week in order to win. Dave, I can detect it already. I can hear it in your voice. The rant is on its way. I don't. I I can't guarantee a rant. Listen, but can't you just? watch and enjoy can't you watch wwe like aew fans watch aew just sit back and enjoy it don't question it just love everything that they do shake your head yes this is the best thing ever come on dave what swallow a bottle of dum dum pills before i start watching this shit Ah. i mean come on man uh, sometimes you say funny stuff. <laughs> I am so ripping off dumb dumb pills. But like when the NFL can create a better story than the world of pro wrestling, we're in trouble. Because the real life Jet Bill game on Monday Night Football told, work. told a more compelling story than what a creative writing team can come up with in that three hours of Monday Night Raw. 
What a work in that football game. Aaron, the buildup to Aaron Rodgers, the Messiah for the New York Jets, the quarterback, the veteran quarterback that are going to take the Jets to the promised land, the Super Bowl, which they have not seen since Super Bowl number three and Broadway Joe. Which was also a work, by the way. Hot By the way, I'm trying eight. to do an impression of the guy that you, the guy you didn't like on the radio back in the day. <laughs> what was his name? I'm not even going to get. Let's not get into all that. All right, all right. Um, but but very good impersonation. Um, <laughs> but I will say this: when you look at the Jets and the Jets won Super Bowl three, which again I I go on record as saying that was completely fixed. I have facts to back up the fact that that victory was tainted and fixed. It was a complete work, Super Bowl three. They knew back then what to do in order to make history. Got to give credit to the NFL for that. That's back in the 60s. Think about Arnold that. Rothstein. Arnold Rothstein, 1919, fixed the World <laughs> Series. From they, then on, it's all been a work. There you go. And when the last time the Jets won a Super Bowl, you had to take 20 minutes to warm up your TV before it turned on. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now you just click it on and it's on. But you're right. Here's their billion-dollar quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. You know, Alex Smith before the game last night. That Not that he would know what a Super Bowl is, but Alex Smith predicts that, you know, they're going to go to the Super Bowl with this guy, with Aaron Rodgers. And the first series of the game, down goes Rodgers. Down goes <laughs> Rodgers. I was just about to do down <laughs> goes Frazier. <laughs> and then the Jets wind up winning the game. Like, it's it's insane what happened at MetLife Stadium last night. That's how you book entertaining sports. Get it? Entertaining sports. Sports entertaining. But, Dave, you're so right. Uh, our story for Zelina Vega would have been a complete flop last night because Raquel Rodriguez versus Rhea Ripley was so much more entertaining and the big return of uh, Nia Jax. Yeah, what do we know? That's why we only have the number one pro wrestling uh, radio show on God's green earth. And and, and, and you talk about dumb, dumb pills. Dumb, you, dumb. You know who else might be taking dumb, dumb pills? And I love the guy. It's Nakamura. Because Nakamura is like, here's Seth Rollins, who is your world heavyweight champion, and he's saying two weeks straight now, after Nakamura lost at payback, Seth Rollins is like, listen, Nakamura, my back is killing me. I can barely walk. Here's my world heavyweight championship. Let's have a match. And Nakamura's like, Nah, you know what? Let's wait a couple weeks till your back gets better, and then we'll have a match. But you know nice. what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to beat the shit out of a guy in the back that you don't even care about. That's going to be what I'm going to do instead. And set up a match next. So I'm going to beat this guy next week instead of challenging you for the World Heavyweight Championship because, you know what? It's just not fair. You don't feel well. Your back is bad. Let's wait till that heals up before we actually step into the ring and have a match. Like, what am I watching here, bully? What am I uh, watching? I thought that that was. I thought that was very nice of Nakamura to give Seth op Seth the opportunity to heal up properly. He knows that Seth, you know, is married to Becky. They have a child together. His workout routine is very uh, rigorous. 
his travel schedule might be getting to him. I think you're being a little too hard on Nakamura. Let me beat he up. Used to be a ba- he used to be a baby face, he used and he's to be. using old school baby face tactics to get what he wants. <laughs> ah, I love it. He's using the old baby face rule book on how to get over. Exactly. So so it was actually good that he beat the shit out of somebody that Seth Rollins... Seth Rollins' face was priceless last night. There's Nakamura beating up Ricochet, and Seth Rollins is like, okay. Wait, you don't care about Ricochet? I'm saying that Seth Rollins doesn't care about Ricochet. Like, Nakamura could have beat... Earlier on, you said he started to beat the shit out of somebody that we don't care about. Now you don't care about Ricochet? I've cared about Ricochet from day one. I love it when Ricochet does all that flippy shit. He does it, and he does it well. And I'm into it. I I pop hard. There's a drop for you. Uh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ricochet's got all that, that, what is it called? That piss and vinegar and that that, that oomph and that zest for winning. And I, I care about him. Seth Rollins didn't give a shit. Seth Rollins is like, okay, beat up Ricochet. I don't care. That's fine with me. It's not like I'm going to go back and help the yeah. guy. That's going to do Ricochet a world of good in the fans' eyes. In one segment, Seth Rollins did to Ricochet with the WWE. He's been doing the Ricochet over the past 10 years. Wow. Hitting him in the face with a fucking shovel. <laughs> but good storytelling. Good character development. Got me on the edge of my seat, Bully. I mean, that's a way to present a show where you don't want people changing the channel and seeing what the score is on Monday Night Football. And you know what? You brought up that you don't want people changing the channel first week of Monday Night Football with an anticipated game because of the Aaron Rodgers situation. Vince Russo took to social media last night, and that's exactly what he was complaining about. He goes, how do you have a show, I'm paraphrasing here, Yeah, that doesn't have a good beginning, middle, end, hooks going into every, uh, into every commercial break, action coming out of every commercial break, and you're going up against football. And it's very unlike... Bully, what we've seen from WWE programming over the last year. One thing that we've talked about coming off of a SmackDown and coming off of a Monday Night Raw as well is how they present something at the beginning of the show and they give you a little teases throughout the show to make sure that you stick and stay for that main event. A lot of like storytelling and a lot of captivating television that makes you makes it impossible for you to change the channel. I actually think that Monday Night Raw lately has been a better show than SmackDown on Friday nights. Last night, to me, was a bit of a step back when it comes to Monday Night Raw. Listen, um, the WWE has been giving us some really great TV lately, entertaining TV. They've been on a roll, but as we know, 52 weeks of original programming every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday is difficult to do at times and keep people ultra interested and ultra entertained and all that stuff. So yeah, last night's show was just okay at best. Good in-ring action. 
Oh yeah, there's a, and, a good in-ring action, and there were some very good things because I know we'll get into it. Uh, what they're doing with the Intercontinental Championship is brilliant. Uh, Chad Gable's promo last night was amazing. Uh, the celebration uh, with Imperium and and Gunther I thought was absolutely on point. So not everything from the show last night was bad. But when you build up a story like you built up on the show yesterday when it came to Zelina Vega and and to see what we actually saw play out last night, uh, it was a bit of a letdown. Hey, everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Let's go out to Al, our good friend Al in Vancouver. Al, Naya's back. What are your thoughts? Oh, I love it, fellas. Good morning, fellas. Uh, Morning, sport. That was a great match last night. Her interfering was great because now you got the uh, big heavy hitters involved. I'm looking forward to some great matches between those three. And uh, an eye hole later sounds great to me. And I'd like to send a shout out to your guest this morning, uh, Dragunov, and christen him the Russian sniper rifle. All right, you got it, Al. Al's excited. So, I mean, there you go. Allie ain't got much time left. A lot of excitement. Wow. So you think this is more of a time thing for Al than yeah. his actual thoughts and feelings. Yep. Time's up pretty soon. I might as well like everybody. Kind of <laughs> sounds like Dreamer. Whoa. Let's go out to Ricky. Yay. In Orlando. Good morning, Ricky. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Bully. I have to start off. Dave, I got a question for you. Didn't you say that was uh, that's the worst rated uh, theme song uh, in uh, women's history? No offense, uh, the Nia Jax theme song. I I, I actually th- thought that was the worst theme, period. I don't think it had anything to do with women. I thought it was just the worst theme, period. Let me, ju- let me just give my thoughts. And I'm, I'm just On the song or what happened last night? What happened last night? Okay, go ahead. I have no interest in Nia Jax returning. I would have been more interested if Nia Jax actually blasted Zoe Starks instead instead of going in and fear for the main event. I'm just letting you know. I'm more interested for tonight's main event with Becky Lynch and uh, Tiffany Stratton more than the the main event last night. And And I'm very... I'm very upset with the WWE about about not taking Bully's idea yesterday and running with it. They had the perfect opportunity. Now, the next time, two companies actually have the opportunity to do this with Zelina Vega. And that's AEW, which is kind of the perfect scenario because Malachi Black is over there as well as the uh, somebody that she formerly uh, managed, which is Andrade. So 9-11 falls on a Wednesday night dynamite, just an just a FYI. And Impact the following year has the actual same chance for Zelina to actually commit to winning a championship. I am just upset with the WWE, and I really am waiting for a rant, Dave. 
please give it to us. We all need this. I, well, Thanks, man. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Ricky. It's uh, to me, a couple of things, Bully. Could Zelina go to AEW or Impact Wrestling? Sure. I mean, you know, this story aside, I feel like Zelina has had some great moments in the WWE and has had a good career in the WWE. I don't know if this is going to make her want to jump ship to another company, number one. Number two, like, I got a bunch of tweets, not only Ricky saying it, but LaGreca, where's the rant? Where's the rant? This hits a little too close to just have, like, a quintessential LaGreca rant. This is more of, like, this isn't something that I'm going to rant about. This is something that I think is just completely regrettable. And the rant is never planned. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. The, the rant is organic. That's why your rants are entertaining and they come off so well. Yeah, it's not something. It not just like, it's not like we sit there before the show goes on. People and go, okay, Dave, are you going to do one of your rants tonight? <laughs> doesn't happen that way. Thank God. But this is more what? of like, this is more of like, it's almost heartbreaking because I just know what that moment would have meant for her. But I also know what that moment would have meant for the WWE universe. And you go completely over the top with it. You have all the women come out and hugging her. You have, uh, you, you... man, if I had the pencil, you'd all be in fucking tears last night. But Bully, I kind of like what you said yesterday where Raquel is getting ready for her match. And Zelina shows up just to, you know, wish her congratulations. And then and then she leaves. And then you just see, you know, Raquel just, like, looking and, like, contemplating. And then later on in the show, she approaches Zelina and says, Listen, I've been really thinking about it, but I had my opportunity at Payback, and I lost. You have never had this opportunity. And I know how much this would mean for you. To get this opportunity today. Well, she days. did get the opportunity in Puerto Rico. True. But I'm talking about on this day okay. and what this would mean for you on this day. And like I said, Rock, just like Zelina, Raquel had her opportunity at a pay-per-view and lost. Do you know how big, how much bigger of a baby face Raquel Rodriguez would be this morning if she would have offered up her championship match to Zelina Vega last night because of the day? You would have gotten two people over with one story. And there you go, Bully, because Zelina's moment would have been last night, and then that moment would come and go because Zelina's not going to be in there for the long haul. It's really for last night in that moment. But Raquel Rodriguez is going to get back into the ring with Rhea. When that moment happens, when that match happens, to your point, Bully, she would be so over with the WWE Universe, she would be so popular with the WWE Universe. That match between those two, those two would mean a hell of a lot more than the match that we saw last night. Correcto mundo. Let's go out to Joe. The, 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 oh. the frustrating part for me, and trust me, guys, like 10 years ago, I would have went batshit crazy on all this. But I'm a lot calmer these days, a lot more mature. You know, I metal, mellowed out. You know, now I only set people on fire. That's it. Um, it is so, so frustrating for me to see a company like WWE who has brainwashed us 
to believe that it's the moments that matter most. And they are right. It's the moments that matter. We'll always remember Hoke slamming Andre. We'll always remember Edge spearing Jeff in midair. We'll always remember Mae Young getting put through a table. We'll always remember Shawn Michaels looking at Ric Flair and saying, I'm sorry, I love you, before super kicking him. We can come, we'll always remember Jimmy Snooker standing on top of the cage. We could go on and on and on about the moments, and you had the moment in your hands. You had multiple moments to make multiple characters. You had the moment to make people cry and then feel good, tears of joy. Why don't you use it? Which one of you fucking big brains and creative are going to call in and put me in my place? 877-344-4893. Call me and tell me, bully, shut the fuck up. Here's the reason why we didn't do it. I'd love to know. Please, somebody educate me. I'm begging you. And I would love... Because I don't think there's any answer good enough. And don't give me the, oh, we didn't want to exploit 911. It's not exploiting 911. It's making a wish come true. Somebody put me in my place. Bully, you just said it, and I was trying to think of the right verbiage because we keep talking about and keep hearing about exploiting 9-11. And you just hit the nail right on the head, what you just said. This is making a wish come true. This is making a daughter's promise to her father come true. I, I, I can't. I can't put it in any better verbiage than the verbiage you just gave, Bully. I'm trying to think of everything that I've learned in this business from the greatest minds of all time, the Paul Heymans, the Vince McMahons, the Pat Pattersons. What would they have done? What would they have said? Vince, why didn't you do this? Well, Bubba, because A, B, and C. Okay, all right. Well, I kind of understand that, Vince. All right, that maybe that's a perspective we weren't looking at it from. Nothing. There are in the in our little story that we have come up with. There are so many little moments, and there's one or two really big moments. And you cannot tell me that there would have been a bigger moment than that girl, Zelina Vega, walking up to the memorial with that championship in her hands and laying that championship down by her father's name, putting her head down on his father's name and saying, Daddy, we did it. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. 
Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Ilya Dragunov, sir, thank you so much for the time and appreciate it. Thank you. No worries. Good day. Good day. How nice to have me here. Now, I mentioned about NXT tonight, and this is probably, I would think, the biggest NXT in quite some time. The match that you're having, obviously the NXT Women's Championship match with Tiffany Stratton and Becky Lynch. I really feel like some of the main roster movement onto NXT has helped, but I also feel there's just a lot of buzz around NXT right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think for a reason, because... What NXT is delivering is like high quality, a lot of passion, and this is everything that people need to feel something. And this is actually what this business is all about, make people feel something. That's what NXT does. Ilya, um, as Dave was saying, it's a big night for NXT with a big advertised main event in Tiffany Stratton versus Becky Lynch. But you... I'm sure, as well as everybody else, want to steal the show, want to command the spotlight. What do you have to do in your match tonight to make sure everybody's talking about Ilya Dragunov tomorrow morning? The same as I do as usual. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in for a fight, and I'm going to deliver a fight. If I step into this ring, people see a fight, and they don't only see a fight, they feel a fight. Because the intensity I bring to the table is something that people barely ever seen before. And this is what I'm going to do. Do you truly believe in yourself? I'm absolutely 100% convinced of myself. If I wouldn't, I would have no job in this business. Ilya, I appreciate like the realism that you bring. Like you're exactly what you were saying. It's very hard hitting. What's the match when you go back and look at in NXT where you were like, after this match, I really felt like I made my mark here. Well, I think uh, that's a match that a lot of people only know too well. And this is Gunther. Gunther. Because you need a person like him to bring the best out of me. Because I'm absolutely in my best when I struggle. And when I mean struggle, I mean struggle like big time. When I really go through suffering, when I go through pain, and I have the opportunity to just rise like a phoenix out of my ashes, and to show the people that it doesn't matter how much I take. It's only like seconds away because before I burn my flames. Ilya, one of the things about Gunther that is unique and special is his chop. Now, everybody and their mother does chops in the wrestling business, but a Gunther chop is much different than the average pro wrestler's chop. What about the, can you describe what it feels like to be chopped by Gunther? Not only how it feels on your skin, but how it goes through you, the the pain of a Gunther chop and what that does to you mentally to help you fight from underneath. It's, to describe it in one sentence, it just blows everything out of you, like completely. One of those shots, will get every oxygen out of your body, will make you just like struggle and crumble like you don't have never felt before. And this is like the test. 
that Gunter is presenting to everyone he fights. And if you can't stand this test and you're not willing to really come from the bottom of the ground to rise up again and just go this step further, which he forces you to go, well, then you're lost. You know, Ilya, I want to give you a lot of credit. And, you know, you're somebody that gives a lot of credibility in every match that you're involved in. And you use the word a lot here in the interview so far, and that's the word feel. I feel that every time somebody sees you in the ring, they see the pain, they see the struggle, they see it on your face. There's no wasted movement. Everything that you do in the ring means something. And I feel that that's a lost art in this business, but you definitely do that. I'm guessing that's something that you have consciously in your head each and every time you step into the ring. 100%. That's everything I can give. I think all of, every person in this business has something unique to give. And it's the job of every person in that business to find out what that is. And is it something based on your background story? Is it something you experience in your life? Is it something that only you can do? Because there's no competition. If you find something that is entirely you and you just maximize this strength, that is everything I do. Because when I step into this ring, it's not like I, I fake that I feel something. I feel something every time I'm doing my job. And this is something, if I feel it like authentic, if I, if I want to include the audience into my world of feelings, if it is real, if I don't lie to the people, they're going to eventually going to feel something. And that's what they, what they do. And that's what I'm doing. Ilya, you're, you're, you're definitely dead on balls accurate with making people feel something. Now, is making people feel something something that is organic to you? Did you learn this through the wrestling business? Did you learn this in NXT? Or are you a truly passionate person that brought this to the table day one when he stepped into a wrestling ring? Of course, my own experiences with NXT helped me to do this. I mean, like, experience is something you can't teach. You gotta make, you gotta go out and you gotta make it. You gotta make mistakes. You gotta have some victories on the way. Sometimes people don't understand you, sometimes they do. But in my roots, it, it, this is something that I am. I am not balanced as a person, entirely not. This is sometimes a problem in my private life, have been a problem in my private life way too often, but that's me. If I wouldn't present my, my honest self to the people, I would be a liar. And then a person of honesty, and honesty has a lot of dimensions. And this is my biggest strength to be myself. And I think this is like a secret to my success. I am absolutely not willing to put on a masquerade. I'm going to have this honest face always towards the people because emotion is always real. You can't get great emotion through fakeness. Chris? One of the great things about NXT is talent always talk about how great it is to have been able to work with Triple H. And I'm curious if there was something that you learned from Triple H that now when we watch your matches that we can see you putting in every single match that you have. I wouldn't say there's anything specific because I uh, have always had always the feeling since the very start that I have a lot of trust from the right people. And I really appreciate that. And the have so much gratitude for this. But what I really think, it's not like a learning thing, but it is something where I've had the opportunity to, is to focus on 
the main thing of storytelling. Like really, my whole objective, everything I think about is not like even like the performance art of, of this business, but just like focusing moments so much on, on one emotion, on one meaning, and going from there step by step. This is something I truly develop in any match. Without that, no match will ever captivate the audience. Uh, no Mercy is coming up in just a little over two weeks. Tonight's match with Wesley is a number one contenders match. Is this your time right now? It is my time. It has been my time. It is my destiny from the very beginning. It is my destiny. That's the word because, because everybody sees that. Is there, Tell me, is there one, one person that is giving more of his life than me? I have this one goal. One day I'm gonna leave this business. I wanna have, I wanna be empty. I wanna be entirely empty because I have no more to give. And this is what I do. And this is the reason it's my destiny to go this far. And I gotta give you one piece of advice. If the dragon is spreading his, his wings, you better run and you better run fast. Ilya, do you wanna spend more time in NXT? Or would you like to get called up tomorrow? That's a good question. And I get these questions like often in interviews. And this is always about having a specific goal. I have no opinion on this. So on the other side, I would say if I would stay in NXT for a while, it's nothing that makes me unhappy because I'm not in the rush. I entirely enjoy the journey. I entirely enjoy not always to know everything. And to see everything in front of me, being surprised, being challenged, like be, like the surprise of life and all this journey is the most vulnerable, like the most precious thing to me. Because if I would know everything and it would just like go go goal after goal after goal, then that's not what art is all about. And this business is performance art, and I'm an artist to one hundred percent. You know, I, I'll be the first to admit, Ilya, that I was wrong about NXT. When NXT changed from the black and gold brand to NXT 2.0, I was disappointed. And I felt like a golden era of that program had ended. But it was a new beginning. And talent like yourself has really shown and is really... Like this show, and I say it every week now here on Busted Open... One of the most well-written shows, stories are fantastic, character and personality development each week has been fantastic. I'm sure you probably knew this right away, but when you heard some of the criticisms, what were your thoughts knowing that at some point all those people would have been proven wrong? Because I think every change is something absolutely organic and natural. Nothing is mm. forever. Nothing will keep everything Nothing will keep the same status like for eternity. That's not how life works. It's full of changes. And especially if you want to create something new, if you want to go one step further, it's always risky. And, the, and as more, say, uh, as more people know you, as more people will criticize it, criticize you. But like the proof that everything is the way it is and we get... NXT itself gets the praise it deserves is because of the hard work of people and especially of those people who are willing to take 
the risk. Well, tonight's well, yeah, a big, oh, sorry, bully. I just wanted to ask one more question. Go ahead. Short term, where do you want to be better in the ring? With a microphone in your hand, in the ring physically, psychology, where where, where do you in your heart and mind want to be better? That's a very good question. I didn't think about this. Because I think getting to know yourself and building a persona where with a certain aura, where people, as soon as you step into the ring, people feel something and they know this guy is about, again, exactly this. I want to manifest that. I want to have, I want to, when I go out, I want to people feel more and more that this person, me, is stepping into this ring and we can only expect what he does from him. I want to be so unique that you can't compare me to anybody else anymore. So I try to do everything I do more different than anybody else. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.